How did Billie Eilish win record of the year over Little Nas X? Can somebody just answer that? Like, I didn't even watch the Grammys. Um, I don't really watch many award shows, but I always look at the noms and the winners. Billie Eilish cleaned up, and don't get me wrong, she's a talented artist, you know. Um, I've heard some of her music. It is good. And the song is, that she got nominated, I don't think it didn't deserve to get nominated for it, but Little Nance X, Old Town Road, broke like every single record there was to break for a single song. And this man still did not win something of the year. He still won a Grammy for like a music video or whatever, but how is that possible that he did not win song of the year? Like, to me, that's just really sad, honestly. But the Grammys are always gonna be iffy, you know? I don't really think there's a way to fix the Grammys just because of the way we categorize music and the way, like the stock that's hold for it. But I hate when people act like, you know, the people that are deciding who wins aren't in touch or don't, or are getting, like the people that are deciding their winner are getting the same, their same music from the platforms that you use. They're listening on Apple Music, they're listening on Spotify. Don't act like they still only listen to the radio or radio play makes a difference. Or, you know, someone was making a joke that they pick all their nominees and artists off of music that's played inside of Target. Like, no, they don't, come on now. They are aware of what songs are popular. Even if you don't listen to hip hop, you know, like, you probably know what's the biggest hip-hop song unless you're just completely removed from that world like if you only listen to country music you only hang out with people that listen to country music okay maybe you don't know the biggest hip-hop song but also you shouldn't be the nah, you shouldn't be deciding what the hip-hop nominees are and that's the weird thing about the grammys as well is that if you've been nominated you can vote in certain categories. I'm not sure which categories, but I feel like if you've been nominated in the country music, you should only be able to vote for the country music. You shouldn't be able to vote for hip hop. And then the other thing that was kind of, you know, talked about was Tyler winning for best hip hop album. And he feels like his album isn't hip hop and he doesn't like the urban music genre or whatever. There's another like urban contemporary or some other category. Um, basically, there's like three categories for hip hop slash R&B, you know? Cause I think hip hop and R&B mix a lot. And so there's like urban, contemporary, hip hop, and then R&B. And he feels like his album was a pop album. But the, the tough thing about that is I feel like if you start nominating you know, black artists, whether they're rapping a little bit or rapping a lot in their album and you put it in a pop category, then people are gonna be like, oh, you're stealing our music. This isn't pop, this is hip hop. Why are you putting in the cap pop category? Then you're gonna say that pop is the biggest genre again. When we know it's hip hop, we know Tyler's hip hop. You know, I could see that same argument being made about Tyler's album. Now, I don't think 
Tyler's album is hip hop. But I don't really know if it's pop either. And that's tough to determine because I don't really know what's pop and what's not. You know, like, if you look at the nominees for a lot of the urban contemporary, like, throughout the years, I would say his album is more that. But also, why do we even have that category? It, it feels like that category is basically saying black pop. This is black pop. We're not going to put you on the regular pop category, but we'll put you in black pop, which I'm not that mad at, you know, because there is a difference between black pop and white pop. You know, Tyler didn't make like a Katy Perry type album. He didn't make an Ariana Grande. He didn't make a Billie Eilish. And not that all of them make the same type of album, but I would put them all in the same category that I don't know if Tyler fits in, which is hard about recognizing music in general. You have to put it into a genre, into a category for you to be able to have a couple nominees and a winner. That's just how award shows work in general. And that's why the Grammys will never really be fair, but they definitely can balance it out more and just, I don't know the politics behind it, but again, the fact that Little Nas X did not win Song of the Year and at first I didn't think he won any awards and I was like, wow, this is outrageous. But then I saw he won for music video. People were like, yeah, you know, they're not going to give that black boy his award for, you know, all his accomplishments. But my thing is they gave Lizzo like three Grammys. It's not like they're just totally against black people. They're obviously very selective. And I, I think someone would have been selected and looked like they already were selected it was little Nas x i wasn't surprised that billy eilish won a bunch of stuff but it's just sad to see sometimes when you know you feel like it's, it should be unanimous that someone wins one of them and they don't but you know he won a grammy regardless you know he's only been making music or been in the public eye making music for like a year or two so i mean how much can you really complain Especially when I don't take too much stock in the Grammys anyway. You know, people always want to comment and criticize the Grammys, but then you're not even watching the whole thing. Like, it's not for you. It's really not for you if you're not even tuning into the whole thing. Like, people be, oh, the Grammys are so rigged. The Grammys are this. Did, did you watch them? Nah, but I saw the winners. Like, this award show isn't even for you. Like... I'm not saying you got to watch your whole thing or, you know, keep up with it to make a comment on it, but just shut up. People want to complain about anything. I guess that's my final point. I think no matter how they categorize it, no matter who wins, someone's always going to complain, but that was my biggest complaint because I just thought that was fucking robbery that he didn't win record of the year. But what else been going on? Um, I saw people were mad over what he was wearing too, and that guy said, you know, if that's what he gotta win to wear to win a Grammy, then he never gonna win a Grammy. My nigga, no one knows who you are. Even if you wore that, you would not win a Grammy. It also got me thinking about when people were discussing this, and so many like, I guess. Um, homophobic, hope, wow, I cannot speak. Homophobic things were being said, 
And also, it got me thinking about the pause game. You know, when you say something slightly, you know, suspect and you got to say pause. How did this game last outside of middle school and high school? Like, I understand when you're in middle school and high school, you do a lot of, like, dumb games like that. Like, you say pause, you, you know ball tap each other you do a lot of you do a lot of weird shit in fucking middle school and high school but usually you grow out of it like like in college nobody really does that same type of shit um or at least is not as popular but the pause game is just something that has like transcended school and ages like all ages of men like say pause and i'm just like do you think if you don't say pause, it's like now you gotta now you're gay? Now you gotta have sex with a guy. I know it's just a game, but it's just it's weird to me that that's one of them that hasn't worn down, that people are really still doing a lot. Um I've been thinking about how I talk on this pod too. Um you know, I was hanging out with a friend and then my mom called me. Or I called my mom, I can't remember. And I was having a conversation with my mom when I got off the phone, my friend was like, why you talk so different to your family? And it's a really unconscious thing of code switching that I do with people. And I wonder what code I'm in for this podcast. You know, like I wonder how differently I talk. Cause sometimes I listen back to these and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just upload it, just make sure that the quality of the sound is all right. And then I just straight upload it. It's cringe hearing yourself talk. And that's part of the reason I was hesitant to even make a podcast. Main two reasons are one, I hate hearing myself talk. And if I had to do a bunch of editing, especially when I add video, then you got to make sure the video and the audio sync up and that there's no, you know, cutoffs or like just weird stuff can happen with audio. And when you're mixing in another factor of video, you got to make sure that everything's fine. But the other reason for other not just just not liking my voice is who cares about what I have to say? You know, I don't have a big audience on YouTube or on Spotify or on Instagram or on anything. I really don't have any type of audience. So even when you're building up your audience, which is fine to do, and probably that shouldn't be my biggest priority, but it is something you think about when you start something and you're doing it, trying to do it every week. It's like, who cares about this? Who cares about what I'm talking about? Who cares about what I have to say? And at the end of the day, the conclusion I came to was that I care about it. And I have met people, you know, that ask me my opinion on things. And so why is it that weird to just record for 20, 30 minutes talking about my opinion about a couple things and just put it out there with no expectations, no big push, just if somebody finds it, somebody finds it. But I do think I need more exposure. I don't know, it's so nerve wracking to really put yourself out there in multiple platforms and in multiple creative pursuits. Like I'm fine with people seeing my photography to a certain extent, my writing. Um, I don't know how comfortable I am on being on screen on video though, or about just 
streams of consciousness just rambling on different topics and i really need to start preparing better for these things because that is my goal but i wanted to not wait too long till i made another one because i need to be consistent with making these and it gets better it really does get better and i feel it getting better i just struggle with motivation um i don't really feel like i'm that motivated in general and i move slow like just in life creatively i move slow so i really have to speed up my creative process and just work on my own self-motivation that's the hardest thing i found when after i graduated from school was now you don't have this curriculum to structure out what you're doing throughout the year you know as much as i hated school i also loved kind of the structure it gave now it's really all on me to create things to you know be productive essentially because when you have due dates in school it affects your grades if you don't reach the due date now i have no due dates everything's on me it's like if you want to make it in a week it's up to every week then you really got to get up and do the work and do it yourself and not that I didn't do the work myself in high school, you just had someone constantly reminding you and you had something that negatively affected you and that had a lot of implications like getting bad grades, you could lose scholarships, you could um, you could have to drop out of school, you could have to retake classes, like just a bunch of different things. And now it's like, if I'm not productive, other than going to work, of course, you know, every day, if I'm not productive in other any other pursuit than that, then what am I really doing with my life? And what do I want to do in my life? What do you know, I, I feel like every year I get closer and closer to understanding what I want to do and need to do to get there. But there's always a couple months throughout the year where I'm just like, why does any of it even matter? Like, why does achieving your goals matter? Why can't you, why, what is so wrong with an office job? I have this conversation with people a lot that want to do things creatively and they're like, I just can't imagine sitting in an office every day. But why is that so bad? Why does your job, I understand that you don't want to have to, a job you hate. I'm not supporting you have a job you hate, but why does your job have to be the most fulfilling thing in your life? I don't think it necessarily needs to be. Maybe everyone doesn't need a career maybe some people are fine with just having a job and then having you know family and friends and a social life outside of the job that fulfills them or even just a hobby that they're not profiting over but that they enjoy doing outside of work but work just takes up so much of your day like that i guess it would feel miserable to like hate the office you're going into every day. And I don't hate what I do right now, but it definitely doesn't feel fulfilling. But there are very few things that I feel fulfilled doing, which makes it hard to move forward and motivate myself. And even doing something like this, even with a podcast, like after I finish, it does feel good just to create something, but it doesn't feel like, oh yes, like, I really did something today, you know? It's more of a thing of like, each week it's like, I have a checklist of things I'd like to accomplish, things I think will have, it's like setting a due date. 
essentially what this podcast is. And I guess my hopes is in setting these due dates that eventually, just like you find a class you like, you know, you take different classes and have different teachers and you might actually get a class where you enjoy going to, where you're even maybe a little excited because you're learning information that you actually care about. That's essentially what I'm hoping these creative things that I'm doing this year, whether it's selling prints at an art show, whether it's a podcast, whether it's doing portraits of people, that I will find a class that I enjoy going to every day. That's what I'm in search of. And in search of something that I like researching, something that I like practicing. And I like doing all these things that I just mentioned, but something that I'm excited for. I've yet to find, and I will find it this year, or I'll at least eliminate eliminate some of the things I've been thinking about. But that's all for now. If anyone finds this, you know, like, comment, tell me how you found the thing that fulfilled you, or what you think about feeling the need of being fulfilled. If you think it's necessary or not, do you think you, your career has to be fulfilling? What if you're just really successful and that's fulfilling, but you don't necessarily love what you do? How do you feel about that as well? I think that's an okay path to have. You know, I take my mom, for example. I think she doesn't really enjoy her job, but she's very successful and has moved her way up from a very low position to a very successful position. She's a one awards for her office, but I've had to talk with her about what legacy she feels like she's left behind or is leaving behind or will leave behind. And she didn't really talk about her career that much, which I find strange because when you are so successful, you should find fulfillment in that. And you should be reminded that it's okay not to be in love with what you're doing day to day, but if you're successful of it, that is something to be proud of. And it gets better. It really does get better. So. Don't give up.